Hey guys, this is Ian Happ from the Chicago Cubs. I'm excited to announce that my show, The Compound, is now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Join me and my teammates, Dakota Meckis and Zach Short. This week, we welcome Cubs first baseman, World Series champion, Anthony Rizzo to The Compound. Check it out. Subscribe. The Compound on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of That's What B Said. It's Brittany's birthday! <laughs> I know, we're going to have some fun tonight. I am your host, Bree Rust at Breezy Clee, and I am joined by the birthday girl, Miss Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Happy birthday. Thank you. It's my 23rd birthday. <laughs> Thank I thought you it was your 21st. Very much. <laughs> Hence the alcohol. <laughs> You're going to have to oh, download Also, us. sorry I'm dressed up. I literally just came home from dinner, and this is... <laughs> Doesn't everyone do this with their dress? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I'm, Meredith and I are in our pajamas. I don't know. We're in our pajamas. Meredith, yeah. I'm not going to sell you out, Meredith, but hello, Meredith. <laughs> I will you. let you speak for yourself. At MK on Sports, Meredith joins us. Hi, Mare. Hello. I know you're comfortable over there. Meredith doesn't have pants on. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I live by my, myself, me and my cat. Lucky if I put clothes on, period, when I'm home. That's why if you ever come over to my apartment, you have to like give me at least 15 minutes warning. Be like, hey, I'm on my way. I'm like, Listen, okay, this cool. will be great for our some clothes on. viewership, I think. <laughs> this is a birthday bash, Meredith. It pants is. off. I mean, pants off for Brittany. <laughs> hey, I'm proud that we're streaming somehow on periscope we're not having echoes or robot issues or freezing issues knock on wood i don't have any wood around me do you guys have any wood? i don't know Someone. i do my my table okay thank you all right ladies so we have a jam-packed show this week we missed you guys last week um life got in the way as it sometimes does but we are excited we're re-energized to talk about sports we're going to continue the black lives matter conversation um, and make sure that that stays in the forefront of the discussion as well as uh, nfl nba and college stuff there's a lot of activity happening and none of it really seems to be good activity <laughs> so we're going to get into that um we're going to start with the mlb uh guys mm. it's probably not going to happen and i have to mm -mm. say like I don't even care anymore. I'm like so over this drama with the MLB. The only thing that I care about as a Cleveland fan specifically is not getting to actually see Frankie in a uniform. Yes. yes. But other than that, I am so over baseball. Like, do you miss it at all? I, I do. A well, little. I know you do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as I put my, let me, let me put my clown mask on. <laughs> But like, do you ever have moments where you're like, man, I really wish I could watch a baseball game. Does that, has that happened to you yet? Sometimes. Like there are some nights when the weather is really nice. And I'm like, wow, would have been like the perfect time to unwind and put on like a baseball game in the background, you know, like not super intense, but just to have it on in the background, yeah. hearing the ball hitting the bat. Like that sounds so stupid. I just feel like it's like the summer activity, but I will say this makes me hate baseball like so much more than I did before. Just the whole situation. So let's get into so, it because yeah, let's let's talk. <laughs> um, Meredith, I have a question what even because happened? like I'm just gonna be honest here. I'm pretty unprepared for tonight because I had a lot going on today. Okay, it's your birthday. Um, exactly. We went hiking. It was great. You're allowed to do um, whatever you want on your birthday. Thanks. And yeah. my 23rd birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so explain to me, explain this like I'm five. <laughs> what the, it, because here's what it seems like to me is that this is the owner's fault, correct? In my opinion, yes. This is, a, and to me, and this is my professional, completely biased opinion, I think this is 100% on the owners. Okay, why? Like, I, I need to, again, explain this to me like I'm five. So back in March, when everything got canceled, the players and the owners negotiated a deal that essentially said that the players will get paid up to a certain point, and then they wouldn't get paid again until they started playing baseball. 
And then at that point, they would be getting paid a prorated salary. So normal, a normal baseball season is 182 games. Mm-hmm. So if it was only going to be, you know, 70 games, then they would get paid for 70 games. Mm-hmm. And players were like, okay, that's fair. We'll take that deal. And now that we're at a point where we can try to start bringing team sports back, the owners are saying, okay, well, we want to play these 70 games, but we only want to pay you 60% of your salary for it. And the players are saying, wait, hold up. We agreed that if we played 60 games, we would get 60% of our salary or not six, but you know what I'm saying? We would get like that percentage of our salary. And now the owners are saying, well, no, we don't want to pay you your salary for each game. We only want to pay you half of your salary for each game. And that was where these talks broke down. So that was the first problem. The second problem is all of these arguments were happening in public mm. um, from both the union and the owners, which is not great. And we, we have talked about this in past episodes where it was like the millionaires fighting with the billionaires. Yeah. And for the players, it wasn't really about the money. It was just about being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. So for them, that's really all it came down to. Like It was unfortunate that it's centered around money and it's centered around people who are making millions and millions of dollars a year. But the bottom line is their collective bargaining agreement is up in 2021 and they don't want to set a precedent where the owners can kick them around in the future. So that was really what it comes down to. So every offer that the owners made was, and someone tweeted this out, one of the players tweeted this out was, would you like half a dozen donuts? No. Okay. Well, let me offer you six donuts. Wait, no. Okay, well, we can offer you two sets of three donuts. Like, that's what the mm-hmm. offers that the owners kept making was essentially the exact same number in different quantities. And it was really pissing off the players because part of the agreement back in March was that everyone was going to negotiate in good faith. And what that meant was they were going to play as many baseball games as, as possible. And their agreements were going to be what's best for both mm-hmm. players and owners. Owners are negotiating what's good for owners, not players. They're not offering anything in good faith, which is why the players kept turning it down. So then finally, the owner said, this is going to be our last offer. You have until Sunday. And then Rob Manfred has the power to step in and implement a season. So the union on Saturday night turned it down again, because again, it was like the six donuts instead of the 12 donuts. Mm -hmm. So then Rob Manfred said, okay, well, I guess I can implement a season then. And then every single player said, okay, make the schedule let us know when and where to show up. Yeah. At this point, they have enough time in the summer to play roughly 70 games. But what it comes down to is the owners don't want to play 70 games. They want to play somewhere between 48 and 52 because that's what is best for them financially. So the owners were hoping that Manfred was going to come in with a 50-game season, but he can't do it at this point based on the agreement that they made back in March. Good Lord. So, yeah. I mean, so that was... Wasn't it like rumored? So that's what, yeah, was, that, it, was it Sunday or Monday where like literally it was like baseball's going to start as soon as tomorrow? Like this is like what was floating around the internet. And then it was like... And then was, Trevor Bauer went on a rampage. A tweeting rampage. Yeah. And honestly, everything that Trevor Bauer was saying makes <laughs> complete sense. Because he was like... he was pretty much describing what I just described. And one of the reasons why the players are mad, I think it was during the MLB draft, Rob Manfred said, there's absolutely going to be baseball this season. And then when he realized that his ass was backed into a corner by the players who are saying, okay, give us a schedule. We'll show up. Rob Manfred said, Oh shit. If I make the schedule now, it's going to have to be 70 games, which is not what the owners want. So the owners are going to get mad at me. And so now he's saying that it may not be played. So it's, I think that we are going to get baseball this year. I think that Rob Manfred is, basically stalling i think he's stalling to the point where he can only do a 50 game schedule question though why do the owners not want a 70 game season because then they'd have to pay their players they're billionaires i know it's everything is this is so stupid this is so stupid like they normally pay their players for 182 games or whatever like Mm -hmm. or was 182 or 162 182 right 182 no no i'm getting this confused with basketball so yeah basketball basketball and hockey are 82 they usually pay them for 162 games so what does it matter if it's 70 games or if it's 50 like what they're claiming like that they're going to lose money because they're not going to have gate revenue and concessions and everything else even though let's let's talk about another point of the deal they just struck a billion dollar deal or multi-billion dollar deal with turner sports so they're still going to get tv money even though they're not getting gate money so it's just honestly at this point the players are saying we want to play let us play 
the the reason the owners want the 50 games is because at this point they really can't get away with paying paying the players less than what their prorated salary is. Mm. So 50 games is what they're essentially willing to pay. It's going to be most cost effective for them. So if they played 70 games, that's 20 more games that they're going to have to pay their players for, and they don't want to do that. So they're trying to negotiate things down as far as they can. So I think at this point, Rob Manfred is stalling. And then by the time he makes the schedule, it's they're only going to have time to play 50 games. This this is my frustrated case, by the way. <laughs> so now that I've like completely monopolized the first like you ruined Brittany's birthday minutes. Like I can't nothing makes me more upset than billionaires crying about anything. Like that's my one that's my biggest pet peeve in life is hearing billionaires say, Well, I can't afford to pay like come on guys. Also, like we need to just talk about baseball in general because I have props. Sound off. Here's my issue. Number one, I've said forever now that Major League Baseball finds ways to do literally everything wrong. And it's almost like an art form at this point. They had everyone looking at them, okay? They could have jumped on this opportunity and said, hey, you know what? Baseball's been you know, in decline for a while. It's been hurting. Let's, there's nothing else going on, guys. So let's grab a hold of this opportunity and really make something of it. And they completely squandered all of it. And it's like, in only a way that Major League Baseball can do. <laughs> now, I'm at the point where if I were them, you ever feel like you just need to step back and totally, like, map out a new plan in life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, you know what, this shit like, no, is not working. It's like every day for me. <laughs> like, I get to points where I make so many mistakes in life in general that I'm like, okay, I can't, I turn to my parents and I'm like, hey guys, I need you to make decisions <laughs> for me <laughs> because I no longer trust myself. I feel like Major League Baseball has gotten to that point. So for me... And this is, you know, this is what I think they should do. They should just cancel the whole season. Be like, we can't continue to do this public display of embarrassment. Because that's what it is. At this point, it's just, it's shameful what they're doing. You know, you have Rob Manfred changing his mind, flip-flopping on everything. Five days ago, he said, oh, 100% there's going to be baseball. And then he came out and said, well, you know, I can't really guarantee that. And it all comes down to, to money and these billionaires want more money and the players just want to play and everything's a disaster. So you get to this point where you're just like, okay, time out. Let's just, oh my gosh, my, sorry, my nieces are calling me. Oh, <laughs> I know. Aww. Do um, they want to be on the podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're young, right? They are very young, yes. Well, yeah. she, she's like eight, I think eight and seven. Not that um, young. But, no, as far as like baseball goes, just uh, scrap the season, be done with it. Maybe start again next year once you have like an entirely new branding strategy. Because like I've been saying for years, the marketing in baseball is atrocious. I've never seen, you know, sports sell themselves basically. Um, but you're getting to a point with baseball where I saw the other day that the age of the average fan is 57 years old. Like 57 years old. That's the average. And you want to fan. know something funny? When that same study was done about 10 years ago, you want to know what the average age was then? What? 50. Which tells you it's the same fan. Like, that's the They problem. haven't picked up anything new. They're not doing anything to help themselves. And baseball needs to because it is such a, you know, it's a slow sport. I get that. And it's not for everyone. I mean, get away. <laughs> Sorry, everything's <laughs> going haywire here. Um, but yeah, like it's slow. So, you know, you need to to get creative with your marketing strategy and trying to sell people on America's pastime because it, it's a beautiful game at its core, but they're not selling it. They're not selling their superstars. They're, they completely squandered a great opportunity to have all eyes on them for, you know, a couple months. I'm at the point where it's like, you know what, just back off, back off and get yourself together and come back at a later date once you have a whole new strategy yeah i want to say the final round of the charles schwab challenge on sunday i think they said it was one of the highest rated rounds of golf that the pj tour has had in ages that could have been baseball 
Like yeah. if it was, if, if there was For nothing sure. else on, mm-hmm. except, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we were so enamored with like Tiger King. That's why we were so obsessed with the Michael Jordan documentary. Or because South Korean baseball or whatever. KBO, yeah. Because there's literally nothing else on. Yes. That's all we've got. And so they had this golden opportunity where they would be the only sport in play. And then honestly, for baseball to start would have helped other sports as well because the sports that we have starting up right now are not team sports. So we've got yeah. NASCAR, which is not a team sport. We have golf that's not necessarily a team sport uh, in a, the traditional sense. Um, horse racing is coming back and a few other things. So I know that the NBA and the NFL and even hockey, they're looking towards baseball and saying like, okay, well if you guys get started, we can kind of look at what you guys do and how you do it. And that'll help us come back successfully, especially with the NFL. Cause I think the NFL has been operating as if everything is normal. Cause I think they were operating under the assumption that other team sports would have had their shit figured out by now. And, yeah. and they haven't. So now the NFL is looking at the calendar, seeing that training camp is supposed to start in a few weeks and baseball can't get things figured out. Like they were, they were going to be the model for how we bring right. team sports back. And they can't figure anything out. No. Yeah. I also think, though, to to your point, and I think, Brittany, you may have touched on this, but they had a chance to come back and essentially kind of steal the hearts of America again. So they would have captured a ton of people that don't necessarily care about baseball, but they care about sports. Just like mm-hmm. I would – actually, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm not watching golf, and I'm not watching NASCAR. But there are some people out there that are now tuning into both of those cases because there's literally nothing else to watch. So – baseball screwed up and I am with you Brittany I don't want to hear about it like I just don't want to hear about it anymore like get get your act together and then figure it out and then maybe I'll give you a shot but it's it's literally like being in a relationship with someone that tells you they're going to constantly change you dump them they come back saying they're a changed person they're not a changed person like it's literally the same thing happening over and over again and I think we need to get off the train yes I um I truly think that baseball died today. Market June June sixteenth. Meredith is at her funeral. She's wearing black and no pants. Just oh, I, I don't know baseball, who goes to funerals like that. Baseball died on my birthday. How oh my god! How fitting! How fitting! I mean, Listen, they need to bring me on board to do marketing for them. I would kill it. Yeah. Well, I one of my friends and colleagues tweeted earlier today. Uh, if it wasn't Rob Manfred as commissioner, who would you nominate? And I was busy at the time. And I was like, the first thing that popped in my head was like, I'd nominate Brittany <laughs> as commissioner of baseball. I mean, come on. I can at least do as good of a job as him. Or oh, Trevor my Bauer, God, he, like, you know? What is he? Is he like a, a lawyer? Like, how did he get this job? Yeah, I think he has, a, I think he does have a background in law, but he was nominated by the owners. And that's one of the reasons why that this is such a mess is because he is going to operate in the interest of the owners. The owners are not going to operate in the best interest of the sport. So okay. that's why everything is so bad. And also I think he was Bud Selig's like assistant or something like that. So he kind of slid up the scale hmm. but yeah I mean I nominate Brittany Mollis as commissioner of major league baseball thank you because I mean you could fix it you, you I feel like fix- I could do a pretty good job at least in the marketing department I could sell <laughs> these athletes if there's one thing that I'm good at in life and there's not many things but one thing it's getting people excited for weird stuff like that's my specialty that's I found my niche that's it getting people pumped for something that they really shouldn't be pumped about. I'm going to say that any any Lamar Jackson love that occurs <laughs> in Cleveland is because of you. Did you see that he's on the he's on the cover of Madden for 2K uh, 2K21? Is that the one with the uh like superstition like you can get hurt if you are on the cover of no, it? No, I didn't hear that. I don't know. Isn't that a thing? It it might I be. mean there's Sports Illustrated, that's a thing, but I think there's also a Madden yeah, isn't there a curse? curse it's too. a curse. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean Lamar Jackson is cursed? Listen, Lamar well, is cursed. One can right? only hope. <laughs> well, I'm, so- hey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brittany. Hey. One can only hope. This is oh, in the best birthday. interest. This is the best interest of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> well, you're just talking about my son now. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see, though, that he, someone recorded a video of him playing, like, beach football or something? It must have been, like, over the weekend, and he... Like someone tackled him and he like flipped over this 
jet ski and like he could have really injured himself so i like don't know what he's doing but the curse is already starting no i mean he might just be invincible he is he's (laughs) superman do you think if do you think if the browns had the year that everyone predicted they would have had under freddie kitchens because we were young and naive and we didn't know any better uh do you think it would have been baker on the cover of madden instead of lamar Oh, you raised a good question. We think Baker would have done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 For so? sure. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know that's how really superstitious tough. he is. It probably would have been. Baker's an easy sell. He's very like you know marketable. Yeah. Was Pat I mean, Mahomes two years ago? Who was two years ago then? Who was on the cover? Yeah, because like who was before Lamar? Um, so I, I pay attention to Madden covers for the five minutes when the player is announced and then I say oh cool Juju? and then I move on with my life I swear Juju was on that might have been two years ago let's see they don't have him in order OBJ was in cover of everyone's saying Madden oh okay <laughs> Madden cover athlete since 2000 uh, uh, uh. Okay, Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes was last year. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, before that was Antonio Brown. Oh, Ugh. gross. Why did Brady, I think Juju was Grant. on at one point? Odell was on it before. Richard Sherman. Nick Chubb deserves that cover, but listen, I don't want I don't want anything to happen. Do you guys to remember man. this? Do you remember when Peyton, Peyton Hillis, Hillis was on the yeah. cover? <laughs> <laughs> was that 2012? Yes. Oh my god. They had him. These... I have to shout so out the big play. The, the big play show had Peyton on last night. I missed it. I oh. I'm doing some training on Monday nights for the next four weeks. So I cannot attend, but I'm so bummed that I missed that interview because Peyton actually has Chris McNeil reflog blocked. Like it's he's been blocked forever. So oh haven't had gosh. a chance to go back and listen to that. But um I'm anxious to listen to that. And then also Peyton started like he started his own podcast too, you guys. But it's Have like, you heard it? No, not yet. But it legitimately is like streaming on Facebook. I'm like, you don't launch a podcast on Facebook. Wait, can you po- <laughs> can you podcast on Facebook? Yeah, you can live stream. Like we're live streaming through Periscope via Twitter. Okay. But you can also live stream through Facebook and yeah, maybe we'll have to get him on the show. Listen, he's trying. I think so. I'm going to tell you something. My mom was like a super Peyton Hillis fan. Really? Maybe he's trying to like get the mom market on the Facebook. The mom market. I mean, that hey, is a good that strategy if that's what he's doing. I mean, yeah, that that's who is on Facebook. Moms. And Dales. <laughs> I mean, that's all I see. Moms and Dales <laughs> and Russian bots. <laughs> yeah. I... I got locked out of my Facebook account. Like, so I have to use it for work. So we post things on my work page and I have my password saved in Google Chrome on my computer. And so when I went to log in, it said that I wasn't using the correct password. And I'm like, this is the saved password that I've had for a long time. And it even said, you changed your password two years ago. I was like, yeah, I know I've had this thing because I've been logging in and out of this shit every day for work. And it like wouldn't let me log in. So then I tried to do the forgot password, but I'm so old that my Facebook account still has my university email attached to it. So I don't have access to my university email. So I couldn't recover (laughs) the password that way. So then I went in to try and do a different way. And it wanted me to like upload my passport, my social security number and a birth certificate. And I was like, good God, like the devil works hard, but Facebook works harder. (laughs) Oh, well, I mentioned Dales. Brittany, I have to ask you, did you have a Dale-free day on your birthday? I had no Dales bother me today. Wow. They've been quiet. But here's the thing. I've I've been a lot quieter. I don't know if you've noticed. I have not been tweeting as much for like the past week or so. So I I feel like they're moving on gradually to some like new target. Yeah. I th- oh, I there's don't... like a, a crop of younger girls coming up. I think they're sort of taking the heat <laughs> off of me. Crop of younger girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, like, cool. I'm all for it. Because, you know, they're all sweethearts. I love them. But they're sort of getting way more heat than I am now. Getting which is the heat. 
wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Dales are Dales are so single dimensional that they can only bother one pretty girl at a time. Yeah, they only yeah. go after one blonde at a time. I was they, gonna yeah, say they, they can't, can't tell their blondes apart. <laughs> we all um, look the same. Uh, <laughs> so I want to touch on Dales a little bit more because over the weekend, um, Baker Mayfield came up in the news for non-football related things, um, which seems to happen with Baker quite a bit. Um, anything that he says or does outside of football seems to always just, I don't know, get blasted off into every platform, ESPN, Bleacher Report, whatnot. So he had responded to a comment on Instagram over the weekend, essentially saying that he would 100% kneel during the national anthem to support his teammates um, and stand for what is right. Now, we on this show 100% support that message and applaud Baker. But what do we call these Dales? I don't know what to call these Are Dales. These, would, these be, would these be football guys or would they be political Dales? It, they're kind of like a I'm, combination. I want to see like, a, what do they call like Venn diagram? The Venn diagram, yeah, where you have yeah, all yeah, the yeah. We should make one. We should 100% <laughs> yeah. make one. Yeah, that'll, these... that'll be the cover art on next week's episode. <laughs> well, I don't know, because we did classify racist Dales. Like, racist Dale is the yeah. worst. But I feel like racist Dale engulfs all of them. Like, they all fit within <laughs> the racist Dale. So there's, yeah. like, racist Dale, and then there's, like, political Political Dale. Dale football um, Dale. Football Dale. You know, football... I don't know any football... analytics Dales. Well, football exist. Dale may be, mm-hmm. like... He may be, like, on the outside, I don't know. No. Like, this is very interesting. We need to do a deep Are we going to do, are all football Dales racist? It's a great question. That is. Like the non well, I'm a, I'm a, I might say, I might go and say no about that one because I feel like there are some football Dales that feel the need to mansplain football yeah. to women and they could be mansplaining football to us because none of us know what a first down is no. obviously our our feeble female brains can't our compete. wild lady parts yeah we, we don't log our brains we don't know what a ball carrier is we don't know what under center means but there's those deals oh and just i know what a ball carrier like, is sorry <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't uh, <laughs> so i think there's like those deals but they may not necessarily be racist they just might be misogynist okay yeah that makes sense there's the misogynist Dales. There's a lot of people in the comments commenting on Dales. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, it's, we it's have comments. Degrees. Yeah, on Periscope. I'm trying to keep up with them. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, do you have an app for Periscope? Is that how this works? Yes. Well, you could oh, also just know. click on it on the Twitter stream if you want. Okay. Let me see these comments. Let's see. Oh, I see one. Magadale. I love it. Yeah, that's Mag- definitely Magadale. That's a good one. That that yeah. Well, I, I think, think that's like the encompassing of the political Dale. Yeah, I think the thing about the whole, and we're going to talk about the movement and the protests and Black Lives Matter, because obviously, like, we did that show two weeks ago, and we got a ton of great positive feedback. And that was that was a tough show for us, because we weren't sure what the response would be to that. It was something that we've obviously had more serious shows in the past, but nothing mm-hmm. in in the sense of, like, such a deep-rooted issue in this country. So... We, we weren't sure what to expect. Obviously, we took a break last week for a couple of other things, but um, we're going to talk about that a little bit further on. Um, but I think when it comes to Baker Mayfield, I was not surprised by this at all because I think this actually is exactly who Baker Mayfield is. He's going to he's gonna be who he is. Like He's not going mm-hmm. to deviate from who he is as a person. And I think this actually shows a great sense of leadership, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm happy that he's on the team. And for all of the... Browns fans, I'm going to say fans in quotations, um, that are threatening to not go to the game or not be a fan of the Browns anymore, then good riddance. Don't go. Bye. Bye. I mean, you survived 0-16, but you can't can't stand someone kneeling. (laughs) It's good to know that these people, they have like a a line in the sand. Like, no, this is it. Not winning games and racial inequality. And we, we really don't want people to be treated equal but we're okay with not winning football games. Like that's where you are. Like, just, just think about that for a minute. Just, I can't. I'll my give you my money slow. if you don't win football games, but I won't give you my money if someone stands up for what is right. And like, they're so, like I saw some of the reactions. 
I saw, I don't know if it was like a, a new pitcher. People saying it wasn't, but like some guy was like burning a jersey and like these very violent reactions to Baker Mayfield saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to stand up for black people. Like, oh my God, how yeah. dare he say that black people matter? How dare he? Right. Like, imagine that's the hill that you want to die on. Yeah. Saying that human beings deserve to be treated like human beings. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, actually. Yeah. There is no argument against it. There's not. It doesn't exist. You can't say, well, you know, I don't know. Like, no, if you're, you're a human being, you deserve to be treated like a human being, like everyone else. And if, he, you know, Baker, he's a leader of the team. This is important. And like I when we talked about this before, I said, you know, remember when those experts were predicting eight and eight? And I said, just take a stand. Like, yeah. that's how I am with everything. You, if you live in the middle, you're not really doing anything. So take a stand one way or the other. And Baker did. And I could not applaud him more. I'm so happy with not only him, but like, you know, Stefanski, he's been, yes. you know, very vocal during this whole time. Like, I love the leadership and the culture that they have now. I'm so happy with, I could not be happier with Cleveland Browns right now. So truly. Here's what I'll say. So last week, Kevin Stefanski had um, a Zoom conference call and he said that whatever they plan to do during the anthem, it's going to be a team thing. Like he essentially mm -hmm. said that they're planning on doing everything together. So I think when Baker comes out as the leader of the team saying, yes, I'm going to kneel, I think that means that pretty much everybody on the team feels yeah. that same way. Um, you know, there's, there's, there is a chance that Baker hasn't talked to every single person on the team yet, but if Kevin Stefanski is saying that whatever they do, they're going to do it as a team. And then Baker comes out and says, mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. I have a feeling that the whole team is going to rally behind him, which again, is a good thing. It's, it's unity among the team. And it's also 53 guys who have a huge platform wanting to stand up for what's right. Everyone's so, on the same page. Yeah. Per usual, guys. Yeah. This is a new thing. This is what happens is, now is... in the Browns organization. <gasps> Alignment. Oh, wait. <laughs> I remember now. The Dales did attack me. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Well, at least it wasn't on your birthday. It was last week. Remember when uh, it was Daryl? He tweeted about, you know, how much he loves Stefanski and what he's doing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the leadership yes. that he's showing. And I said, remember when everyone was, like, freaking out because McDaniels didn't get hired? Oh, the Dales attacked me then. Oh, those are the football deals. I want to, I want to see results. I'm tired <laughs> of winning the off season. Like, okay, relax. It's, what do you want us to do? You're not going to see results. It's June. Okay, I'm sorry, pandemic. Brittany. Did you forget though? If McDaniel's had been hired, we already would have won a football game at this that's point. That's true. Like we'd that's... already have Super Bowl rings. Yes, we'd, we'd be I in mean, the playoffs. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, we'd all so. have our rings if McDaniel's got hired. Yeah. People, I know someone, that there are Dales out there that specifically dislike me because I said I didn't think they were going to get McDaniels. I thought they were going to get Stefanski. I think they hate that I was right about that. And that's why they hate me so passionately. Well, remember, Brittany. Petty Dale. Women, women don't know anything about football, so there's no possible way that you can be right. That is true. Oh, my. I keep forgetting this. Yeah. <laughs> Please teach me my teeny little womanly brain. Someone commented in the in the comments to talk about Brown's football. I'm like, what do you want us to talk about? They aren't actually doing anything. Like we can't actually, actually we will talk about the only thing that I saw today from the Browns was Miles Garrett deadlifting 655 pounds. So holy crap, Miles Garrett is a freaking animal. Jesus. Like that I mean... is, how much does a car weigh? <laughs> What is it, like a ton? Is it like, car, what car equivalent pounds? would this be? I mean, he could probably... Oh, like a gosh, Prius? This, not a Prius. What are those? Um, the Mini Coopers. They're like the size oh, of a shoe. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he could lift a Mini Cooper if he wanted to. Yeah, I... How do you what have... 600... Brie, that's like six of you. I know. Maybe. How, but how do you have... <laughs> Maybe seven, I don't know. <laughs> she had to like stop and think for a She's second. like those things, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe 20 of you. How, like, I how, love standing next to Brie because she makes me look tall. Okay, guys. It's I like, look like a giant <laughs> compared to Brie. I have a funny story today. So during the COVID crisis, obviously I was working from home virtually this entire time. And I actually had to go into the office today for the first time since March. 
And during the time of working from home, I got a new um, coworker that I hadn't worked with before. And so he started on the, on the team, like back in April, we'd only met via like video conference, like talk about awkward, but whatever. Like we, we met via video conference and whatnot. So he was in the office today too. And, he's, and I was like, Hey, nice to meet you in person. And he was like, you're a lot shorter than I thought you were. And I was like, I must look really tall on zoom meetings. Guys. <laughs> um, you have big, anyway. tall energy. That's what it is. Yes. You, thank you. Yes. you have big, thank tall you. energy. Yes. Thank you. Because I get that a lot too. Like when people see me in person for the first time, they always, because I'm, I'm like five two. And so they're always like, wow, you're so much shorter than I thought you were. And I'm like, yeah, I've got big, tall energy over here. <laughs> I get both. I have people say, I, I, they think that I would be taller and people that say they thought, they thought that I would be shorter. Hmm. It's very hard to guess what I am. Pretty average, right? Your mystery. I am very average. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, just mean, I, I just mean height wise, not like just. Not like personality. No, that's a, that's a pretty accurate statement. I'm pretty average. No. Oh, I just insulted you on your birthday. <laughs> Look, um, I've heard my worst. <laughs> average is a compliment. I'll take it. Um, oh my God, what were we even talking about? Miles Garrett. Yes. So I was going to say, like, how do you even motivate yourself to like do that? I, I can't even like get into that headspace to be like, I'm going to go lift. Cause how much does he weigh? Like that's, that would be like two, well over two, two times his body weight. I think he's about two, he's 280 or 290. Like he, he weighs, like he is heavy, which is also incredible because he's got like 0% body fat. So, yeah, so normal, think about he's that. Like, like think about yeah, you like lifting double two or two to two and a half times your body weight. Like I have no desire or motivation to do that. I mean, the most I've ever deadlifted was, was 195. And it like, it's scary. Like when you lift really, really heavy and yeah. you're like going for those big lifts, like there's always like this little like moment of fear right before you do it. And then once you do, do it, like the endorphins just go crazy. Like you feel like you can punch a brick wall. I can't lift. Don't. I was telling someone that the other day, they asked me, um, cause you know, like I work out, but like, I do what we call like beach <laughs> calls it beach days where you do things that just make you look good, you know, with minimal clothing on. <laughs> you don't actually get stronger or like help yourself in any so way. You get, you just do so you get on you the elliptical good. for 45 minutes is what you're saying you do? I do. Yeah, I do a good amount of cardio. That's, and you know, like I do like butt stuff because I care about that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, you know, arm stuff, but like, I don't ever do anything that's like, you know, to make me stronger. So I was telling him that I was like, I, I don't think I'd be able to lift like 50 pounds. And he's like, Brittany, that's like the weight of the bar. Yeah, I, the said, I swear to God, I couldn't, I don't think I could do it because I am so like, first of all, my arm, look how long my arms are. <laughs> it's like, there's your noodle arms. <laughs> it's, they're ridiculously long. I should have been a swimmer. I'm such a waste. <laughs> But yeah, like I, these can't lift anything. Are you kidding me? These little <laughs> well, to be fair, You're to like be fair, deadlifts dead yeah, are butts. Like <laughs> the, the wacky wailing inflatable arm flailing two man. <laughs> but no, deadlifts are butt stuff, Britt. Like deadlifts are for your butt. That's what they do. They're hamstrings, butt, core, back. They're like everything. They sound morbid. Deadlifts. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to get a beach body, okay? I'm doing deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh they're good for gosh. your butt. If you want to do butt stuff, now I'm sweating. My God, you are like I'm you're like. Too much. I feel like you're like Kevin Durant. You are like the female Kevin Durant. Like he has super long, skinny arms too. I yeah, that's like that. Nicest, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. To me. <laughs> well, I actually insulted you by calling you average, and now I compared you. To a really good so I'm somewhere between average and Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> okay, You're do we want to segue into NBA now that we've brought up Kevin Durant? Yes, yes. I paying have attention. questions. I, you know, it's bad when I when I'm scratching my head. I I have questions about this. Oh, okay. So, um, over, I think it was over the weekend or last week. It was, last it was Friday night. Friday night. Okay, Friday night. Um. Now, Kyrie, he is the leader of, like, the Players Association, correct? 
actually have no idea. Is he or is he I just? I he's he like speaking the for them. I he's like speak. I think he's the one that like goes to like all the meetings and stuff. And, it. Yeah, I should have prepared for this because. <laughs> but you know what? I was gonna do that. No, Chris Paul is the president. Well, then I what's Harry do? He talks acts like he. <laughs> He's like that person that in, at work that you know thinks they're more important than they are, <laughs> but they're not. You all know those people. Okay, so oh, yeah. Kyrie, so Irving is the vice president of the Players okay. Association. Oh, there you go. He actually okay. does have a title. Those people at work don't have titles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he said he's not on board with and. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like he is not on board with going to Orlando to start the season. Yeah. So he, so the, so he had three main concerns with, with the bubble season. Um, mm-hmm. His first concern was risking getting COVID um, because when you have that many people in one mm-hmm. space, if they're not properly quarantined, which I, I think they're going to try to, but I'm sure someone's going to go out somewhere and I'm sure. break quarantine. So that was one was um, worries about COVID. Um, another worry was about health because especially for a team like the Nets, like they could go in, play, you know, four games, someone could tear an ACL mm-hmm. and then be done for what? For not to make the playoffs. So they're concerned about that health. And then the third thing that Kyrie brought up was he thinks that it's going to distract from working for social justice. Like he, he quoted the, I guess the civil unrest in the country as a reason for not wanting to play, um, which LeBron came back and said, no, we can still inspire change. We can still work to help the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and play at the same time. And my personal thought on that is that gives you a bigger platform. Like if the NBA is yeah, the only I sport that's that. happening, yeah. all eyes are going to be on you. Like that is the perfect time to try and do stuff to raise awareness or, or raise money. So I don't necessarily think that his social justice concerns are founded because I think that playing in Disney would actually give them a bigger platform. Uh, but I think the other two, they're, they're fair. Like they're, they're, it's fair to be worried about COVID. It's fair to be worried about playing injuries, especially if you're not going to make the playoffs. Mm. But I mean, when the NBA PA voted on it like two weeks ago, um, Kendrick Perkins said that it was you know, uh, unanimous. So I don't know why, you know, a week or two after it was unanimously voted on, Kyrie's coming out and saying, oh, no, wait, hold up, hold up. I don't want to do it. Because everything is so unsure right now. Yeah. It, like, it's I, so true. Yeah. Like, we, we don't know anything. And That's the weird true. thing, guys, I saw this the other day. Somebody said that we were taking – you know, coronavirus more seriously at 2,000 cases than we are at 2 million yeah. cases. Like, America just decided that it was canceled and that's yeah. it. But, it's- like, you can't just cancel something because it's very much still alive and we're just pretending that it's not, which yeah. is so, like, I can't wrap my head around well, it. Well, things are opening yeah. up and people want to go to the bars and they want to, mm-hmm. you know, they want to go and do things and... I think that's sort of like how they're justifying it to themselves. Like, oh, well, if things are opening up, that must mean COVID's going away. So let's go. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ignorance is bliss though. That's exactly what it is. It's like, if I don't pay attention to it, I don't have to read about it. I don't have to hear about it all the time that it doesn't exist to me. Like you can't mm-hmm. physically see the coronavirus. Yeah. It's actually a very strong parallel to racism <laughs> because yes. so many people have yeah. that same mindset of like, well, I've never experienced it. I've never seen it. So it must mm-hmm. not exist. Like it's, mm-hmm. It's actually like both of the things that are happening at the same time in this world, there are so many ignorant people that yeah. are out there openly just ignoring what is happening. So yeah, I mean, and, and we can talk about too with the coronavirus, like NFL players are being tested and they're not even in season right now, but Ezekiel Elliott, obviously a notable name um, as of yesterday that tested positive for it among other Dallas players and Houston players. And the South is getting hit hard with COVID cases popping up. Um, obviously, they're, they're vacation destinations for the most part. So that makes sense to me because you have more people traveling in and out. But um, mm-hmm. 
it's just scary because like we, the NFL thinks that they're going to have a season regardless and that they're going to be able to learn from the NBA and the MLB if they ever get their act together. But um, I just think like the, the more this goes on, it's actually scary that like, I don't even know if the NBA should be playing right now. Like I, I no. like, should they just be calling it the end of a season and, or just forgo like forgo the play, the play in as well. Like why not just, pick off, pick up where the season left off and just do the playoffs, shorten the playoffs. I don't know. Like if you really want to have something, which I think they mm-hmm. do, then, then make it, just make it as short as you can. Like it's not ideal, but if, if you really want to play and make money and you're going to have to do it differently. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Guys. I mean, I, th- I felt, I felt like the Orlando plane was good two weeks ago because <laughs> until I think Florida <laughs> at the time <laughs> until Florida did Florida things, but yeah, they, <laughs> but they were, uh, I think at the time they were saying that the NBA players and everyone involved with the games and the broadcasts were going to be the only ones in Disney. It was going to be a hundred percent quarantined. They weren't going to get to go on the rides. They weren't, you know, they weren't going to get to treat it like a vacation, essentially. Like you go to the ESPN world of sports and that's where you are. And to me, I was like, okay, well, if they come in and have testing regularly and they, you know, and, and they isolate people if, and when they test positive, that seems like that would be a good plan for it but now they're coming out and saying that the players are going to be allowed to go into the park that they're going to have like DJs for entertainment like they're having all these things and I'm like (laughs) I was like are all these people being tested as well and especially with Disney World being open to the public how are you going to sanitize an entire amusement park just so the NBA players can go and have fun on Space Mountain without getting COVID (laughs) like I no, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand I, any of it. I feel like at this point, maybe just wait until there's a vaccine, you know? Yeah, I know. I don't, I, I just saw too, before we started recording that, um, governor DeWine, um, essentially said that there wouldn't be any spectators during the hall of fame game in August. Mm-hmm. So like, that's also another, like, is that a telltale sign of what will happen? Because obviously the NFL will kick off in August, September with preseason and regular season, but um, it's looking more like these things aren't going to happen. I don't know. I'm just feeling very, I'm typically optimistic. You guys know that. Brittany, you are too, but like the more these things keep coming up, like the more pessimistic I'm getting about sports happening the rest of the year. No, I am too. And, you know, I don't know. I feel, I, I feel a second wave coming on. Actually, like, I can't even say that because it's been set. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, it hasn't, I saw, I saw this chart. And it was down. like, yeah, like, it just keeps going up and we're yeah. just ignoring it. We're like, oh, yeah, it never well, actually you know, went. We're bored at home. Down. So, time to, you know, yeah, it never went down. That's it was the just thing. like, like, we're even. <laughs> yes. We're still on the first wave. Yes. So never mind the second wave thing. I just think it's going to get worse and we're going to be in a similar position as we were, you know, last month, the last two months, probably in the next like month or two, I would assume, because there's still not like a vaccine for it. There's still not like a, you know, a great way to treat it. So yeah. this is just going to keep spreading. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, especially on my birthday, but you know. We're going to play some more drinks. <laughs> have some Jameson and Diet Dr. Pepper, guys. <laughs> um, I don't have either of those in my house right now. I do have um, bourbon and White Claws, which um, mm. not, not going to mix don't them. Don't combine. Don't combine those. <laughs> I'm not going to mix them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I know we had a couple of college things in here as well. It was, it was, a lot of it was linked back to COVID here as well, um, but- I think the one thing interesting, Meredith, that you added to our rundown was Ohio State's um, The Buckeye Pledge. Mm-hmm. Essentially <laughs> making the university not liable if any player contacts, contracts COVID, which I think like this whole thing is very interesting to me because I just think about this in general. Like this could be something that places put in place for to protect themselves of liability. Like I think about this going to a sporting event, like 
First Energy Stadium, if they want to have NFL fans there, like you might have to sign a, a waiver essentially saying you're, you can't sue them or they're not responsible if you end up getting COVID or contracting COVID, um, which is happening at political rallies, by the way. <laughs> um, but I think this is something that is interesting because these players, if they're on scholarship, um, they don't have a choice whether they like, can, can they opt out from not playing if they don't feel comfortable with the whole situation? I don't know. Like this is, it's, it's interesting because it's been proven with COVID. It doesn't matter how old you are, how healthy you are. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it can destroy you regardless of how athletic you are, how healthy you are or how old you are. Yeah. And they don't know like what the lasting effects are. And I think they were saying with some people, even for like the super healthy people who got it and had mild symptoms, they're having lung issues because that's the main part of the body that the disease attacks. So, you know, if you're an athlete, you kind of need your lungs. I mean, humans yeah, exactly. do, but especially athletes. Yes, totally But agree. especially athletes do need we? their lungs. <laughs> do we though? I mean, I, am, I enjoy breathing. How about you guys? I've lived a good life. <laughs> I'm fine. I just want to see you a football game. <laughs> you've hit you've hit 23 and now you're done 23 is good i've you know 23 good years i'm i'm ready to go <laughs> just kidding mom and dad are they listening <laughs> they're watching no they never they i don't think they oh actually my dad listens to the podcast oh, i don't know that my mom geez. does i know right I don't my that. parents have like asked for links to the podcast and then i think i forget to send them my brother's here actually you guys yes. want to see him Yes, hey, worm, come here, worm. <laughs> this You're is my live. best friend. You're we live to all nineteen of our <laughs> viewers. <laughs> is that what we're down to right now? <laughs> I mean, people are jumping on and off. Come on. Um, yeah, I can I can cut this out for when we post the podcast. You unless you want to hear you, he unless can't hear you because I have this. But hi, hi brother. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hi, brother. We're the same age for two months. Isn't that weird? That is so weird. What? That we is. Are we are 10 months apart. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. Your poor mom. I don't even hear it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> does, he have, does he have enough cackalacky accent over she there? She can't be alone on her birthday, right? Do you have, he does. Yes, I do. Right? I picked up yeah. on that twang. I picked oh, up on it. Dale. Oh, yeah. People make fun of me all the time. <laughs> he could be Dale. <laughs> oh, Dale. No, we know a Dale. We know a Dale and he hates him. That's kind of where the name was derived okay. from. It really okay. caught fire, by the way. Okay. Dale I, um, really caught on. Um, okay, so we're going to get into our last segment of the show, which is our newly added segment where we are going to, again, keep the conversation going um, when it comes to Black Lives, Black Lives Matter, and what you guys can do to support the movement or how you can get involved. Um, and tonight's segment, we are actually featuring a new Black-owned business. Um, so that's going to be something that we're going to continue to call out for you guys. Um, so tonight we're featuring, and I don't want to get this wrong, um, he is an Ohio-based Black artist and also a dear friend of mine, former co-worker. Um, his name is Evan Williams. Um, he does really awesome caricature work. Um, and it's not to poke fun at the people he's doing caricatures of or demean them, but really to honor and pay tribute to cultural icons. So if you want to see his work and purchase prints to support him, you can find his online studio and shop for them at ewillstudio.com. It's E-W-I-L-L studio.com. Um, he has a ton of great prints on there. They're like 30 bucks a pop, um, ranging from Beyonce to Obama to LeBron. <gasps> I know there's so many, so many singers, pop culture references, icons, um, you and just named my two of my three favorite people. I on. mean, and they're great. They're awesome. Um, he also, I also told him like, he knows I'm a very big Browns fan, Cleveland fan in general. And I was like, listen, you got to get some like Browns players on there for, for caricatures. I think you'd sell a ton of them. I definitely promote you on Twitter. He sent me a sneak peek sketch of Baker Mayfield. And it's the photo where he is like biting his like necklace with the number six and oh. it looks so good. Oh. So you guys have to let me know if you're interested um, in that. Cause I'm going to try to, I hope, I'm hoping that he releases this as a purchase. I am interested in that. That's okay. like my favorite <laughs> Baker picture of all time. It's a great oh. picture. So yes, go ahead and check his studio out. Evan is amazing. Um, I worked with him in one of my former companies. He went to um, Columbus Community College Art and, of Art and Design. Um, he really picked 
this back up like just 10 years ago when he started just sketching again, picking up his iPad, doing a ton of Photoshop. Um, and he's doing something that he loves. So I'm so happy to support him and feature him on our podcast tonight. So be sure to check him out. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about was Cleveland's own Ricky Smith and the Rake Foundation. So Meredith, Brittany, and I had an opportunity to go live. What was that last Thursday night? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A bunch of um, Clevelanders got together to surprise Ricky with a donation to his Rake um, nonprofit foundation. And Rake is um, Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere rakenow.org is a website. Um, essentially, it's a nonprofit company that he put together, he founded, that provides meals for local kids around the area. They do delivery service for medication and meals for the elderly. Um, they've donated masks to the frontline workers, um, essentially just stepping up to the plate and helping around the community. It's a great organization. Ricky is an amazing guy. Um, so we urge you to go check out his website, donate if you're able to donate, or just shoot him some words of encouragement. Ricky has been using his voice over the last few weeks and he is tired. So it's the least that we can do to show him some love, um, give him that support so that he can keep doing what he's doing because he's making an impact and all of us can collectively come together and help push his message further. The other really cool thing, um, he got greenlighted um, to throw a Black Lives Matter street art exhibit. So he is looking for local oh. artists if you guys know of any, um, be sure to tag him. Um, I can't wait to see what happens with this. There's not a lot of details on this yet, but um, Ricky's amazing. And then- Let's go when it's ready to go. Yes, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm so there. Yeah, I sent, um, I sent the tweet to my friend Evan and was like, you should totally, like if, if he could do caricatures, yeah. that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be so, awesome. See if I could hook them up together. But the other thing that I wanted to just share with um, my parents, even the non-parents out there, um, my sister, if you remember, Mrs. Schaefer, the teacher, um, <laughs> she sent me a Facebook Live that's happening on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Um, if you follow the Brown Bookshelf page on Facebook, they're going to be hosting a live session on behalf of um, hashtag KidLit for Black Lives, um, how to raise and teach anti-racist kids. Um, and they're going to be featuring a ton of Black authors that are going to come on and speak directly to the students, um, to the kids, your children, and yourself. I got to tune into this a couple of weeks ago, and it was amazing. Um, these authors are incredible. Their message is so important and so powerful. Um, and I think this is something great that the entire family can sit down and watch together. So those are some of our some of the things going on. Meredith, I know you wanted to mention, too, just from a donation standpoint, um, I want you to make sure that you mention what you wrote in here. Yeah, I mean, you covered a lot of what, you know, I wanted to talk about, especially with Ricky, because we want to support him. He's also, you know, in our podcast family, we're all on the Blue Wire Network. Um, so he and Angel Gray, who was one of the sideline reporters for the Cavaliers, do a podcast together. Um, and then I think I saw somewhere, if you're donating, um, I guess this is just a general PSA, make sure that you are familiar with the organization, what they do, and where the money is going to. Because uh, I was reading somewhere that there was a, I want to say it was like Black Lives Matter Foundation, but it wasn't associated with the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say, I, I would just say Google it and research it and just make sure that you know who you're donating to and like what the causes are going for. I know with groups like the ACLU, like they'll put their specific causes that they're working on, like on their website. So you can like donate to specific causes. So that's just, you know, kind of what I wanted to put out there. Um, we were talking a little bit before the podcast that, you know, we may not have necessarily been posting on social media quite as much, but we're still trying to keep up the same energy that we had two weeks ago in terms of, you know, supporting civil liberties and the Black Lives Matter movement and anything else that we can support. So that's what we're doing. And we're still trying to do that. And we urge everybody to do the same. Yes. Yeah, hopefully we don't have any of the All Lives Matter crowd in here, but if you are in here, listen, all lives Bye. can't matter until Black Lives Matter. So, Amen. Guys, this is it. This was our show. This was fun. This was, I, we, I got to spend Brittany's birthday with her via Zoom for the podcast, which is really, happy really happy. Um, I just like everyone to know that I did invite Deshaun Kaiser and he never responded. Ugh. I did invite Colin Sexton to my birthday bash. He didn't respond either. <laughs> I contemplated inviting Todd Haley, but then I didn't. 
Um, I also <laughs> contemplated inviting Drew Gooden, but I didn't do that either. I probably should have. Drew might have been my actually no, I think Deshaun Kaiser was probably my best bet. Gosh. And like he didn't even read my DM. What a jerk. Like, dude, I ruined my reputation. <laughs> <laughs> How I put myself you? out there. Oh my god. I still hear about him at least once a week. <laughs> so, you know, no no hard feelings, but like maybe a little hard feeling. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You can you can have hard feelings against that. That's fine. Yeah, but Colin Sexton, it's fine. Colin Sexton is an angel. He's a busy little boy. I get it. He's playing pickup basketball with his brother in their driveway, and their mom is being the referee. Um, Like, that's what he's doing right now. His his Georgia mom. Okay, Georgia mom. Got it. All right, ladies. Well, this wraps us up. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in live with us on Periscope. I'll be better about promoting this the next time. We just wanted to make sure that it worked because so many times we promised you and couldn't actually deliver. So we wanted to make sure that we could deliver first. So we'll announce our next live stream so you guys can tune in live if you want to. Um, Thank you for downloading us. Be sure to subscribe to us um, and please rate us, review us on Apple iTunes podcast platform, Stitcher or Spotify. You can find us there. Um, Be sure to continue to share us and we hope everybody stays safe um, and is well out there. And we will talk to you guys or see you guys next week.